Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine a year where a movie brings new meaning to the term climbing the retail ladder. Ha! <laughs> ha! What year is that, Sandra? <laughs> The year is 1923. Hello and welcome to... Oldie butter goodie. It's the year 1923. My name is still Sandro and Zach is still in the future while I'm here in the past due to time travel incidents. Timey-wimey. We've got an arc running this year. I don't know how often I'm going to be like referring to it, but you probably want to check out the previous episodes just to stay on top of everything. Um, I'm here. I'm in the big city. The big smoke. The year is 1923. It's smelly. There's horses on the street. It's loud. Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop. The, the, like that one right there. Oh, it's a car. Oh, it's yeah. an early car. Oh, it's a tram as well. Ding ding. Oh, and what's and what's that over there? Oh my, it's it's a man in a fight. He's in a fight. Hey you! You sir! Fuck off! Oh, and there's a cop chasing him. A cop's chasing him through the streets. <laughs> oh shit! I've got to go. Not again. <laughs> it's a wild time here in 1923, and I'm not going to talk to any of those people, particularly that one being chased. But I am going to talk to this person right here, because uh, in case you don't know, bit of a running theme. I talk to someone random on the street. Then some body horror shit happens, and Zach is magically that person. It's a wild time. Anyway, let's go talk to this person. Hello, what's your name? Where are you from? Oh, hello there. Hello. It's I, Harry Grindel Matthews, the greatest inventor of this day and age. Oh, you're a great inventor, are you? Well, name me some things that you're going to invent or that you have invented or that you're thinking about inventing. Well, after the second, uh, boy... Fuck. (laughs) I even looked it up. (laughs) Give me a second. (laughs) After the Second Boer War, I have decided to help the war efforts and all that, you know? Well, there are a lot going on at the moment, so it's a good idea. Absolutely. So I've invented an electrical ray. (laughs) Electrical ray? Yes, an electrical ray that will short-circuit the ignition uh, magnetos of modern vehicles so that they won't be able to start. Yes. Right, so you've invented a magic ray that's going to stop vehicles in their tracks. Electric. Not magic. Electric. Right, of course. This is based in solid science. Now, there are many misunderstandings. I may have already gone to the Buckingham Palace and tried to demonstrate some inventions that I could not prove to work. Yes. Um... I invented a uh, radio telescope that uh, can transmit messages. What? Uh, between ground stations and aeroplanes from distances of up to two miles. 
Now, yes. of course, my demonstrator in the Buckingham Palace went awry. There were some mishaps. And yes. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't didn't function at that time due to various errors that you did wouldn't you, understand. Did you kill the king? Way. Did you kill the king? No, no, no. I didn't do any of the sort. No, okay. no, no. It's just that the government doesn't trust my inventions because they think I'm a hack. But I assure you, sir, this electrical ray that uh, short circuits things totally works. Right. I made a demonstration earlier for the um, general public. Oh, did you? Um, now, th- the media claims that I just ignited a bit of gunpowder in a distance to uh, to make the effect of it. But I assure you that was my, my electrical ray uh, dismantling the technology now. Wow. And what year do you think this ray is going to be available for the public then? Like, this sounds really uh, useful for, for, like, cops might want to stop a getaway vehicle or something like that, you know? Well, I was thinking of uh, handing this in to some sort of war effort that will happen in specifically one year. But don't worry about it. You I'm know sure. that the war's happening in one year in 1924? Ah, there's always wars going on nowadays. That's very you know? sus. I tell you what, though, you would do so well in the future, particularly in the year 2022 and three. I feel like you would be owning a social platform called Twitter. Just something about it, like your general uh, vibes of being a hack, I think would... Uh... Being a hack, sir? How dare you? I'm going to use my ray on you now! Oh, no! Something better stop him before he pulls the trigger. Whoa. Hey, Sandro, how's it going? Oh, wow, you transformed. That was... Right in time, that guy that you are in the body of now was going to shoot me with a fake ray gun. Oh, this is what this thing is. Huh. Hey, this looks like my time travel device. Anyway, I'm going to put this down so we can record a podcast. That's a bit weird. Welcome to the year 1923. And Zach, you came here just in time because me and the orphan over here. Hello, governor. We just watched the movie Safety Last. And I hope you did too because we've got to record a podcast about it. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Good old... Fuck, what was the name of the movie? I just suddenly blanked. Safety, safety last. last. Good old Safety Last. Yeah, so we're watching the movie Safety Last, and we're going to do uh, non-spoilers, then spoilers, as per usual. Uh, but non-spoilers for this one, I mean, yeah, there are spoilers, I guess, but everyone kind of knows the big moment of this movie, which is when a man called Harold Lloyd climbs a building. <laughs> Harold Lloyd, possibly some relation. Don't know. To who? Rob Lloyd. <laughs> oh, we'll have to get him on next week to find out. Absolutely. We should absolutely ask him on air, are you related to Harold Lloyd, <laughs> the movie, the fictional character from the movie we're watching? Oh, no, 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 no. He plays himself in the movie. His name is Harold Lloyd. Oh, there but you yeah, go. when he gets like timestamps and stuff or anything, it's all, it's all his actual name on it, which is interesting. Meta. This movie was meta. Yeah, there you go. And I would also say this movie uh, is really good. It's a good one. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, absolutely. What do you think? This is a a banger. Oh. This is the era of when, like, slapstick was kind of their only comedy they could do (laughs) on screen. Yeah. Because there's no audio, right? So, um... They, they did it well. That means the best comedians were doing slapstick. Mm. And it's really good. It's really good. The visual jokes are very funny. And I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think this is a good one. Um, it does kind of reach a point, I guess, and we'll get more into it with spoilers, where it reaches a point mm. where the movie is like, and now for the big thing that you're here for. And then that just goes on for like half an hour. I mean, which yeah. isn't an issue because it's good to watch, but it is... <laughs> 
half an hour of just this one thing. Well, I think it, it makes sense because that's what people would have talked about. They would have gone like, oh, this is the movie where this happens. And so the first half is like, oh, hey, we, we've got all this stuff going on. Yeah. And then the second half is, this is the thing you came to watch. So it's like, a, it's like how YouTubers will put in the thumbnail something and that thing only happens at the very end of the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, to keep you watching. Yeah, well, I guess the thing of, like, full-length movies, particularly full-length comedies back then, was so rare Yeah, that uh, people would just be like, oh, it's basically two movies for the price of one. We got all this stuff in the department store, and then we got the big climb. Absolutely. Uh, what I'm saying is this movie invented clickbait. You know what? Maybe. Safety Last <laughs> is responsible for clickbait. There are newspapers in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And they, they have they have a face cut out. It's like, ooh, who is this person? Yeah. Watch till the end to watch, find out. To watch it. I, I reckon you're probably correct that we can blame the movie Boom. Safety Last for clickbait. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, I think that this was pretty good, especially after uh, Nosferatu last week, which was good, but not as great as as I was kind of hoping for. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the horrors so far have not held up very well, which is a bit disappointing. But this was pretty good. And I'm hoping, fingers crossed, no one was a racist in this episode or a pedophile or hated women for no reason you know what yeah i yeah no oh thank god i'm sure harold lloyd probably did some fucked things because it's the <laughs> 20s um, yeah he probably like did lines of cocaine yeah and, and like you know went out hunting rare extinct animals mm-hmm. you know like he probably did regular things like that, but nothing too bad. <laughs> no, like I was having a look at his um at his kind of biography and there's nothing there. I had a look at who he married. He married one person, she was over the age of twenty one. Wow and he was like thirty, so that, that that's pretty that's good. impressive. That's impressive for this time. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is actually a good guy, probably. <laughs> Sounds like a, a good guy. And he's a great actor. He is good. I've seen him in a few things. I th- I have seen this before, but I couldn't remember it. I'd seen it before up until a very particular scene is like the one that I remembered seeing before. And then everything after that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have seen this. Um, I'll do that in spoilers. But I have seen this before. And yeah, like even as a kid, I was like, this guy's hilarious. Look at him. <laughs> He's running around. Wow. <laughs> He's doing tricks and flips. Whoa. Sandro, no spoilers. He was running. You can't spoil that in the no spoiler section. But uh, the thing with this movie, watching it from a modern perspective, um, it's not really a spoiler that he's doing all these things to please a woman, to impress a woman, (sighs) um, his future wife. Uh, This is a simp. This guy's a bit of a simp. (laughs) This guy's a little bit of a simp. And, like, not in a bad way. Um, in a, is this a toxic relationship way? Kinda. Yeah. Well, it's bad. It's bad. But for funny purposes. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously it's played out for comedic effect, but it's not a, not a sustainable relationship. That's what I'll say about it. No, this is not gonna last. But yes, this, this movie definitely invented simping. I'll definitely give it that. He's a huge simp. 
the safety first is responsible for simping and, and clickbait. clickbait. <laughs> oh, and one more thing, which I'll mention yep. in the spoiler section, because I'm a, it, it's not its fault that it's bad, but it's bad. Okay. Yeah. I, I am not entirely sure what it could be. Yeah, so keep listening to the podcast oh, no! to find out. <laughs> you clickbaited us. <laughs> no. But yeah, no, I think it's pretty good. I think it's funny. Uh, I laughed a few times. I'm sure you did as well. Yeah. If, if you like a bit, of, a bit of slapstick comedy and just want to sit down and have a casual, casual viewing, you know. This is a great casual view. Yeah. You don't have to be, like, too invested in the story. There barely is a story. It's just a bunch of scenes strung together. <laughs> yeah, well, I think a story is a bit harder to convey in this format. Yeah. But also, I think there was a decent story. I think it, it, it was But fun. the story didn't really matter because you understood kind of what was going on. Again, because a great stage performance. Really good. These movies are carried by the actors, which have amazing stage performance acting. And I love it. Imagine Sage performing uh, really, really good uh, sets and staging as well. Absolutely. Uh, believable the entire way through. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really important later. Like, early on, it's like, you know, it's just sets everywhere. But yeah. later on, yeah, it's it's quite important and very impressive. Very impressive. We'll get into how they made that in spoilers, because uh, I've got some details on it. But yeah, like, Harold Lloyd was known for doing these sort of big stunts and stuff. He, um, I think, like, he even, like, blew off one of his fingers with a bomb Whoa. in some movie he did Whoa. or something. He hurt himself a lot. Um, th- th- this is actually tame for him. So he hurt himself in, like, 1919 and then significantly, like, started doing less dangerous stunts. So this being less dangerous is, like, it gives you some idea as to what his earlier stuff was like, because this is, like less dangerous than what he was doing before this. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's it. He's a method actor, you know? (laughs) Oh, no. This movie (laughs) made clickbait. This movie made simping. And this movie also is responsible for Jared Leto. The fuck with? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm not going to say that. No, because, like, you could say uh, Tom Cruise, he does a lot of his own stunts as well. He does. He's constantly trying to get himself killed in movies. Absolutely. So I'd say say it's responsible for the Scientology. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. He's good, though. I like all his movies, aside from The Mummy. Yeah, that was was not great. That was pretty bad. To be fair, most most movies were pretty bad because they were like, oh, hey, cinematic universes. You like cinematic universes? Here's a cinematic universe. Here's a cinematic universe. We're really confident that you're going to love this and we're going to make 20 more movies. So here's this whole movie, which is only set up for future movies. You know what the like what would happen if this movie was made today? Oh god. It would be like uh Charlie Chaplin comes in in a post-credit sequence and is like Harold Lloyd, I'm putting together a team and like <laughs> your, your Buster Keaton appears, we're all going to go rob a bank or something. <laughs> oh yeah. And we need your your skills of doing something that happens at the end of this film. Exactly. To help with the heist. Oh, yeah. And they all do slapstick heisting. Hell yeah. That Actually, I would watch that. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, and Harold Lloyd doing a slapstick heist. That, that's very funny, yeah. 
I'll uh, I'll give this one a goodie. A goodie from you? Another another goodie to add to the to the to the oldies. Mm. I'm gonna give this one a goodie too. I, I don't think it's as good as Caligari for me. Caligari's still like moi mm. perfecto. Uh, but I think uh, it's better than the other ones that we've done. Yeah, I, I did like the kid a lot. I like the kid more than this one. That's fair. But this one's really good. I'd say they're kind of equal. I guess th- this one's more of a rom-com, and you famously do not like the romantic comedies. Yeah, it's because I hate words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But but it's okay, because it's 1923. 1923's getting to you. You've become a full film bro. Oh, no. You hate women and you're defending Charlie Chaplin. No, but I, uh, yeah... I really like I, li- I really like the kid. Yeah, I like the story of the kid more than this one. It does have a better story, that's for sure. No orphans in this one. No sad moments in this one at all. It was just comedy the entire time. That's the good thing about the kid. I think is there's a lot of emotional beats where you go through different emotions. Whereas this one's just like a basic comedy. Yeah, it doesn't make this film bad. It just you know it's not as impressive. Mm, still pretty impressive. Oh, it was still fun and it's still great. And you turn it on, you put it in the background, it's a great time. Yeah. So, yeah, um, there's not too much else to really talk about it. I mean, um, yeah, like Harold Lloyd plays the boy. Uh, Mildred Davis is the girl. She was in a lot of his films. And in 1923, they got married. Whoa. Whoa. Turns out simping works. He simped so hard he married her. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. If you've ever married someone, you're a simp. You're a simp. And yeah, they were married uh, right up until um, she died. 50-something years. How about that? Wow. She wasn't 15 years old, Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) Take notes. Oh, yeah, this movie came out uh, 100 years ago, right? Exactly 100 years ago. How about that? Damn, that's crazy. Great, so two goodies there for safety last. Everyone agrees, 97% Rotten Tomato score, 93% audience score. The image of him hanging from the clock, like the most famous image of this era. Mm, do you know what it reminded me of? What did it remind you of? It reminded me of that other movie we did where the worker, and then he goes to jump off the building, I think. Is that... The um, Hudsucker Proxy? Yeah, the Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reminded me of that because they're both comedies and they both involve a work- hardworking man. I think the Hudsucker Proxy took some inspiration from this. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the Cohen, I mean, it's even in like Raising Arizona, they do a lot of slapstick in their comedies. Absolutely. They take inspiration from a lot of that. So, yeah. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. That's a good movie, too. That was a really good one yeah i need to go back to it it was fantastic yeah 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 uh speaking of other movies though other movies from 1923 that are also important that we should mention the hunchback of notre dame what main 23 popular one um a film called hollywood about hollywood i didn't i didn't know disney was around back then because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I you see i'm pretending to be dumb and thinking oh. it's the disney hunchback of notre dame where it's actually the original the original one older movie that's so funny <laughs> i'm hilarious well see the joke there is this is a comedic film and it i'm is. making a joke this is in reference to the fact that we watched a god <laughs> i like it yeah it's good um there was 
Charlie Chaplin's The Pilgrim, which is... I think I've seen that one before. I don't know if he plays the tramp in that one. It's um, it's a different character for him, but that's another full-length slapstick film he did. Another one he did, but he only directed it. He's not in it. Is uh, A Woman in Paris, which is a pretty good romantic drama. I've seen that one. It's not too bad. But the big one... And the one that really took my eye doing further research during the week for other films to add to my watch list was a film called Our Hospitality, which is a Buster Keaton film. You're going to like this. Um, he plays a guy. He falls in love with a woman. But here's the problem. Oh. Her family has vowed to kill every member of his family. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. What's going to happen? We got a Romeo Juliet situation happening here. <laughs> it looks uh, pretty funny. I kind of I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, no. Th- I mean, I was a little uh, nervous there, as famously put earlier, that I hate women. Um, but... Stop making that a running joke. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'll stop now. Fucking um, hell. But... You're giving us a film. <laughs> oh, no. I should stop. Oh, God. Look, it's funny making jokes about hating women, but being a film bro? Oh, can't do that. That's where we draw the line. That's where we draw the line. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. When you walk through an art museum, what happens? You see some interesting things. You see some not so interesting things. (laughs) And if you're like me at all, you're probably a little bit sleepy. Well, grab a cafecito and listen up. It's Art Slice, a palatable serving of art history. I'm Russell Shoemaker. I'm Stephanie Duenas. We are not your daddy's art history podcast. (laughs) We are both artists. So we look at art history through that perspective. We cover the artists, you know, and those that have been ignored for so many different reasons. We look at the context of the time. We compare it to today. We don't dumb anything down, but, and this is a big but, we like to have a good time, okay? Nos gusta to goof (laughs) around, all right? We have hungry pantry moms that might startle you. It's a long story. We we feed them our materials. Art is just a visual language, so in order for us to interpret what we think it's saying, we hijack the work. Right. How do you like that for an art heist? Exactly. And ultimately, we decide if it belongs in our Art Slice Museum on top of the Art Slice Hilltop. So So if this all sounds good to you, join us on Art Slice a palatable serving of art history. Let's get into some spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. spoilers, spoilers. Uh, we could go through the plot, but like, there isn't one. I mean, we could we could speed run through the plot now. Just give you the overview. Yep. Man simps for wife. Man pretends that he is rich business owner yes. to impress wife even though she probably would have been very happy with him just being a normal guy, he decides to pretend to be, like, a super rich boy, Yep. and he gives her gifts and stuff. He can't afford it, though. Yeah, he definitely can't afford it. He literally just steps out on eating a meal. He, he not metaphorically, literally tightens his belt on screen. Yep. Because he decides to buy an expensive chain instead of eating. Instead of eating. He is down bad, this boy. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. She probably should just be happy with him the way he is. But if she isn't, fucking get out of that relationship, Harold. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a toxic relationship. But we never get to see that. No. All we do is see him succeed in his, like, lies and slander throughout this film. Yep, yep. Um, I think this movie actually had a bad ending. Because he's never caught out in his lies. I think you're right. I think you're right, actually. Because yeah, this he, actually um, has a terrible message. 
Yeah, because he overhears uh, that the company he works for are going to give away $1,000 to anyone who can come up with a big advertising stunt. And so he's like, my friend will climb the building. But then he has to climb the building. And that's it. That's the whole movie. Uh, He'll get $1,000 for it, which considering that earlier on, it gave you a perspective. 50 cents bought you a huge fucking meal. Yep. $14 for two weeks of rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $14 for two weeks of rent. So $1,000? He could literally retire. He could retire. That's that's insane. That was an insane amount of money. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I, I love the visual. I'm skipping ahead a bit, but I love that visual uh, when he gave away the money that he could have used to bought the meal. And he gave it like the... F- because it was 50 cents for the meal. Yeah. And he had 10 cents to equal 50 cents. So he each time he gave away a 10 cents for the meal, a meal was taken away visually from the, the meal. That was a great visual. There's a lot of great visuals in this. There's a lot. There's so many. So now that the plot's out of the way, there's so many, uh, I guess, slapstick moments that we can talk about throughout the film. Mm. I love the uh, opening. I'm going to start at the start. <laughs> the opening was hilarious. <laughs> it's a very, very silly opening to immediately start you off on the uh, comedy slapstick foot. Comedy train toot toot. Toot toot leaving the station. Uh, speaking of, because you have uh, him behind some bars, <laughs> very sadly talking to a woman. And you see them all very sad. There's tears in their eyes. And what's that in the background? It looks like a hoop. Oh my God, it's a noose. It's a noose. The guy's going to be hanged. He's going to be hung. The boy's going to be hung. His name's the boy. It doesn't... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then, then the camera changes perspective and you see they're actually just at a station. (laughs) It's a train station. And the train is... uh, and, uh, like, the hope was for the train to pick up. Yeah. And all these things. And they're just sad because he's leaving. And I was like, ha-ha! That is a funny gag mm-hmm. to start the movie off. It was very good. I like that part, yeah. It was, it was good stuff. Yeah, he gets on a train. He's going into the city, trying to make some cash dollar so he can afford uh, a wedding to uh, the girl, as she's known in the film. But he has a bit of trouble with transport because he, 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 like... He does that stupid thing where, like, characters talk too long while the train's about to leave and the train starts leaving without him. Yep. So he has to run to catch up to the train, but of course he uh, he hops on the back of uh, a passing-by horse carriage instead mm. of the back of the train because he's distracted. Yes. There's a lot of that in this movie, of him just not being aware of anything that's behind him. Yeah, he doesn't have... <laughs> He lacks object permanence, apparently. It's almost like he exists in a silent world. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, oh, yeah. I noticed that there were a few gags which didn't make sense if there were sounds. Yep, that happens a lot. Yeah. That happens quite a few times in this movie. <laughs> but it works well for a silent film, which is very funny. Because there's a part where he's like, you pretend to be me, like, to some friend. Yeah. And I'm like, they'd have different voices, so the person they're trying to trick isn't going to... Like, there's a part where he pretends to be someone else. Yeah. To talk to, like, one of the boss guys, and I'm like, that guy would recognise the voice change. Uh, presumably he put on a voice. Maybe. Now, I'll I'll put this out there. They changed the font and made it quite large. Mm. So my presumption in that situation was that he was putting on a voice. Yep, yep. Because they changed the font and made it larger, that sort of thing. Made it very 
verbose, so I thought that was a good way of demonstrating that he had changed his voice. But obviously, we don't know that because it's a silent film. Now, what did you think of the font in this movie? I quite liked it. I liked the font. Some good jokes with the font, too. Some good font jokes, as I like to call them. Oh, yes. Name, name some for us there, Giosandro. Uh, Harold Lloyd, he's up on the top of a building. His friend is down below him, running away. And his friend looks up at him and shouts something. <laughs> and the font that we see is, like, tiny. It's so small in, like, the middle of the screen. See? They do great visual with the, the font. Because, yeah. In that situation, it's small to indicate that it's not very loud. Yeah. Whereas before, with the uh, yelling at his subordinate, it's very big and in your face to indicate he's been quite loud that was and really good. boisterous. I will say, one thing I did not enjoy, and one thing that I do not enjoy about silent movies, oh. is when we have to try and read cursive writing. Because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it says. Oh, it thank looks God. indistinguishable. Thank God. I don't know what it says. Thank God that's not just me. To be fair, I think that's just an age thing. Like, back in the day, cursive writing was more common and more in use. Nowadays, people type on a computer mm-hmm. and the, the typing doesn't do cursive. I mean, it does, but no one uses it because why would you use that? Just use the standard Helvetica, yeah. you fucking piece of shit. Um, but Wow, there's some, uh, there's some trauma here that I think we're going to have to get through later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> papyrus is a sin unto God. You really hate um, Papyrus. You're going to fucking hate Avatar 3. Oh, fuck. Because <laughs> every Avatar movie is just Papyrus fun. There's more of those movies? <laughs> Imagine... Imagine if they do a silent Avatar film and it's just papyrus oh every time no! someone talks. No! Oh, the, one of the highest grossing films of all time uses papyrus as its font. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Yeah, no. I I super... I, can, I cannot read. But I'm glad you brought it up because I felt I was being dumb and stupid. In this film in particular, because there's like one scene where she reads a letter from uh, the boy yeah. and it's all in cursive. And I was like, I don't fucking know what this says. This is so old-fashioned cursive writing. I just... Ugh. I don't like it. I don't like that sort of writing. Don't do it, people. It'd be good if they had a modern version where they literally just replace the writing on screen with text that <laughs> yeah. says... Yep. What it actually says. You have to turn on subtitles, not because you can't hear the dialogue, but because you can't read the cursive. Yeah, no, literally. I, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. It's just an age thing of these movies. But yeah, with, with mild dyslexia, I definitely... No. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to see what Sandro says these things say. And then you're like, I couldn't fucking read them. And I'm like, well, guess we'll never know what that said. It was something about, I gave you this necklace because I thought it looked good. I can't afford the chain yet. I'm getting it remade. That's like all I got from what it was. I think the idea is he could afford the chain. He's just getting one specially made. Because that's his whole thing is he's trying to uh, pretend that he's super rich. And there's a scene where she comes over to his work. Mm. And he has to pretend he's the boss of the place. And everybody's like, what the fuck is this idiot doing? Fucking hell. As soon as this movie is over, like, she finds out they're done. He's been lying to her for years. Like, come on. Oh, absolutely. Well, here's the thing, Sandro. No, it doesn't. He's he's given $500, right? $1,000. Well, his friend doesn't deserve any because he didn't yeah, do any of the yeah, climbing. Yeah, so he didn't do anything. So he gets $1,000. Yeah. He just goes to her, oh, yeah, I sold the business. 
let's go retire. I have a thousand dollars. And she's like, a thousand fucking dollars? Fuck yeah, yeah, let's go. They just retire. And they live happily ever after. Him never having to admit he's a giant fucking liar. No. This movie is scandalous and portrays a message of lies and deceit. Portrays a message of lies and deceit. But also, like, that's kind of how things worked back then. <laughs> what, lies and deceit? Everything was through lies and deceit. Yeah, it was a bad time. It was, it was a bad true. time Everybody to Everybody go around. out and lie to your spouse. Yeah. Just, just lie to them. Do it. Go on right now and email us how it goes. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> this is what happens when we record late. Zach hates women, and we're telling our audiences whoa, to lie. Whoa, Sandro. Whoa, I, what happened to not bringing that joke back, Sandro? <laughs> Good lord. This this unprofessional podcaster. I really enjoyed... There's a series of events at the start. Um, it's like a solid 20 minutes, I think, where... Like, he needs to get to a place, he needs to get to work, he gets locked in the back of a car at work and taken down the street, and he's like, oh no, I'm late for work, I need to get to work. So he tries to get on a tram, but it's it's, it's absolutely bloody packed, mate. Absolutely bloody packed. Yeah, he has constant trouble with vehicles. He has trouble with the train earlier, he has trouble with his tram, he has trouble when he's locked in the back of a car. He then tries to get on several other vehicles. Yep. One of which gets a parking ticket, and the guy's pissed with him, yep. so he runs off. Yep. He tries to get in a car, which is going one way, but it immediately turns around and is going the other way, so he gets out. And the final way he, he finally gets to work is by noticing an ambulance. And like the guy that's going in the ambulance is like, no, I'm fine, don't worry about it. So he just goes over and lies down on the pavement, and the ambulance people are like, oh my god, this person's fainted. Yeah. Quick, we'll get him on. Because they go down several blocks, and then he, like, gets up and is like, oh, hey, uh, stop at this corner here. <laughs> yeah. And the guy in the cab's like, what the fuck? So then he gets to work, but oh no, if he clocks in, and the guys at the clocking station see that he's late, he's probably going to get fired. So he, um... He pretends to be a dummy. This guy carries him into the store, goes to the check-in people to be like, hey, I've got this thing for you. Uh, while Harold Lloyd sneakily changes the time on the clock, clocks in, changes the time back, and uh, he gets into work without anyone knowing that he was late. Absolutely. Sneaky boys. It's good. Because he has to dress as this mannequin to get in, but then he sneezes, and the guy that's carrying him in is like, holy shit, that mannequin came alive! <laughs> What's going on here? What the fuck? And then he gets working. He uh, has some trouble with his boss at one point. Mm, his name is um Mr. Stubbs. Mr. Stubbs. I like Mr. Stubbs. I can only presume he talks like this from oh, the way he looks. Of course. Well, he's got such good uh, your muscles from patting himself on the back, according to the text. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he uh, he's very snobbish. And he, like, reports him for not wearing a coat. Mm-hmm. And having rolled up sleeves. Oh my, how scandalous. scandalous. All the women we're dealing with are going to faint from shock if they see the bare arms of this gentleman. That's the scene I remember seeing from this movie. It's like a sale at his work and all the women are like, I need this, I need this, I need this. And he's like sending them off with a stick. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the scene I remember. 
it's 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 Black Friday all over again because they're doing this big sale, right? And I'm just like, obviously this is a piece of fiction, but this happens in real life in, on Black Fridays. Maybe not so much nowadays because people can order stuff online. No, it still happens, I think. It still happens, but not as much. Sure. Not as much. Yeah, people stampeding for sales on shit they don't need. I'm just like, why Why did you do this? Why do you bother? Because you can get a PlayStation 5 for $50 or less, Zach. Holy shit. But there's only 200 of them. Quick. Oh. I'm going to beat an old lady to try and get this deal. That's right. Like, oh my goodness. Consumerism gone mad, son. Mad. It's gone mad. At least in 1923, I don't think Christmas was as bad. That's true. I don't think Coca-Cola had invented it yet. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, That might be false. I'll have to fact check that. But, you know... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Coca-Cola had its grips on the American hold by the a- by the uh, the 1800s for Shawzies. The wife comes over and uh, through a series of events, I guess the fiance, not the wife, but anyway, through a series of events, she thinks that Harold Lloyd is the uh, general manager, general manager of the store, and she's like, "I want to see your office." So we get a fun scene where they sneak into the general manager's office. Yes, and he has to pretend like he's in charge, and he, uh, they, they, ha- it has a couple of buttons on the desk which call people in. Mm-hmm. They like press a few where people come in, and he like bribes a boy to to pretend he's in charge. <laughs> yeah, but then he like sneakily takes the money back when the kid's not looking. <laughs> yeah, uh, like a jerk, and then um. They, he accidentally sits on the buttons, so everyone's brought in, and he just <laughs> pretends to be part of them. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, it's my classic uh, fire drill. Every- <laughs> I do this every day. There, there is a scene, though, where he prote- uh, like the general manager comes back into the office. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. he makes her pretend to faint. Yes. By telling her, I got a surprise, quick, close your eyes and open your mouth. Yeah. Like, she's fainted, right? Yeah. But then he tells... The guy, oh, she's fainted, go get some water. Yeah. Now, obviously, this is a silent film, so she didn't hear him. I was thinking that the entire time from that scene. I was like, wait, but but what does she think is happening? Yeah, yeah. Does she know he's lying? Because if so, yeah, there's going to be questions after this, surely. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's funny, though. <laughs> it's funny, though. It's funny, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, the general manager goes to get some water, and they, uh, and then they leave. Yeah. So yeah, that's all the stuff that happens before the big climb. Like, considering the climb is the reason for this movie, it's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is the whole scene with the police officer. Yep. Because yep. what happens is his friend can climb really well. Mm-hmm. His friend's a good proper chimney sweep in it. Well, yeah, he's a construction worker, but yes. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, he's a chimney. Uh, he was a chimney sweep, but now he's a construction worker, innit? He got too much muscle, so now he has to do the construction. <laughs> That's my reading of this movie. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, and then he, uh, he uh, what happens is uh, Lloyd uh, encounters a cop he knows. Yeah. And they're like best buds. And he's like, oh, you're a cop now. Awesome. And he sees him go use a telephone and he, and he bets his friend. He's like, oh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll show you. I can piss off a cop and then get away with it, you know? 
And then they go over to pester the cop, but the cop switches places with another cop. And so they push over this other cop, and this other cop's like, what the fuck, I'm gonna get you arrested. And he's like, oh dear, I pissed off the wrong cop, this isn't my friend. I mean, to be fair though, all cops kind of shit. It's fair enough. Whoa. I support I support Harold Lloyd and his anti-cop behavior. That's fair, <laughs> I think. So he, uh, Lloyd's friend, get chased up a building. Mm-hmm. And he uh, climbs it with ease. And uh, and Lloyd's like, wow, you're so good at climbing. This will be important for the film later. I'm directly telling this to the audience. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's a bit on the nose. But, um, you know, it was back then. But this is... Uh, it, anyway, he, d- he climbs a building and it's foreshadowing. Yes, 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 yes. Because... Harold Lloyd overhears the general manager being like, we need more photos of Spider-Man, but also... Oh! But also, we need more people to come to our building. How about I pay $1,000 to someone who comes up with a publicity stunt, and Harold Lloyd's like, my friend will be able to get a whole bunch of people over. He's going to climb the building. And they're like, oh, that's a grand idea. Let's do that. Yep. So he gets his friend uh, to climb over <laughs> but um but uh unfortunately the cop from early is there yes and a random drunk guy <laughs> drunk fucking drunk guy who's causing slapstick mischief like at one point um lloyd gets the cop to accidentally put kick me on the back of him and so the drunk kicks him repeatedly that was quite funny he writes kick me backwards in chalk on a wall and when the cop leans against the wall he now has Kick me written on his back, which is pretty funny. Yes, and very clever. Yes, I like these sort of clever jokes. But then uh, the cop still sticks around, so uh, uh, Lloyd has to get his friend up on the first floor, and Lloyd himself has to climb the building. Yeah, and then they swap on the first floor. Yeah, 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 because he's like, well, the cop's going to arrest my friend, so I'll pretend... To cli- I'll climb the first floor and then swap clothes with my friend and mm-hmm. he can climb the rest of the floors. Mm-hmm. But through various slapstick shenanigans, he can't swap. And eventually, he ends up climbing the whole building. He climbs the whole building because his friend just keeps getting chased and chased. And oh my godness. My godness? <laughs> oh my godness. Oh my lord and lord. Does this look fucking fantastic. It looks like he's yeah. climbing this building. It's kind of stressful and also very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was stressing out. And I'm like, oh, this person's going to die. Yeah. So it was pretty much all him. He did most of his own stunts. There's a couple scenes. There's one where, like, he's hanging down from a rope. That was a stunt double, I believe. Yeah, and I think whenever it zooms out, showing him climbing the building, like, with people on the ground looking up, that's probably a stunt double, because you can only see him in a coat. Yeah. So it makes sense, if that was a stunt double. And it looks like they used a bunch of different buildings that were all at different heights for different parts of the climb ah that makes sense yeah instead of one big building that he's climbing which would be very dangerous they just kept using different buildings at various heights although i don't know how they got the background to look so consistent well if it lets if they yeah but it was very well done it It was was very impressive it looks real the entire fucking climb looks real and whenever he's like fucking around like oh i might fall you're like yeah no you're gonna die this (laughs) isn't funny this is concerning 
because there's no wires. You can't see the wires. A lot of the time in these movies, you can. In this one, you're like, no, where the fuck are the wires? Yeah, no, this is such an old movie. I could believe that he actually climbed a building. <laughs> yeah. Because there was no OSHA, you know, safety precautions and anything. I was a bit concerned. I wondered how dangerous... Because I didn't know, mm. I was worried for him in... Because you could have been like, oh yeah, during this film, two stunt actors died. Yeah, that tends to happen a lot in films around this time. People died making films like these because they just did the stunts in the films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was genuinely concerned of how dangerous it actually was. But uh, it's good to hear that uh, he made it. Another at least 50 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, no, it's impressive. That mouse, though, probably died. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where a mouse crawls into his pant leg and he has to... And he shakes it out. Kick it out, yeah. I like that. I like the pigeons. There's a part where um some bird seed falls on him and pigeons come around and try and eat it. I, I love that because they have, like, real pigeons just harassing the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Which is very funny. Very funny. I wonder if those were, like homing pigeons that they Mm -hmm. use for like messaging that they just got for this one scene because they seemed very comfortable with just being pieces of shit to him yeah which was very funny uh there's a dog a dog starts to harass him he climbs past a window and a dog's like woof woof yeah i was like what the fuck why is there a dog up here just just as classic shenanigans he gets a hold of a clock at one point Mm -hmm. and i went that clock's frame is not designed to hold the weight of a grown man there's no way that would hold him. It would fall to pieces. And then it starts falling to pieces. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? You got me, movie. That's fair. And there's a whole thing where he just keeps breaking this clock. So I was like, eh, fair enough. Yep. You got me, movie. Yeah, there's one part. I think it's just after the clock where he's got to get over the lip of the building. And, like, he could barely reach it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking scary. Like, that's actually... Yeah, it's so dangerous. Wow. Like, this movie, yeah. There better have been some cushions underneath him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Eventually, he gets to the top and then almost falls off because he gets hit on the head. And uh, <laughs> he, he like, gets his foot stuck in a rope, which saves his life because he just goes hanging yeah. and swinging off the top of the building by one leg stuck to a rope. But he manages to swing back up, and hey, there's his wife. And they, hey. they kiss, and then they walk away, and he loses his shoes and some tar. <laughs> the final joke of the movie. Yeah. He loses some shoes. It's probably smart that the movie ends there, and then we don't get the whole conversation afterwards. Because, like, he's either just going to confess it and uh, probably lose her, or uh, he's going to continue he lying. He lie. And their entire relationship is based off a lie. <laughs> I think it's the second one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that one too. And that's the whole movie. Um, That's not much else really to say here. It's just good. I enjoyed it. It's on YouTube, so it's fucking free. Just check it out. It's, yeah, yeah. It's go, in the public domain. It. it was a good time. I, li- I definitely like the backing soundtracks that people have put on these movies. I'm not sure if they're, like, official or they're, they're like, fan-made. We both watched the Criterion release. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, like, the closest to an official score you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they made it specifically for this movie sort of thing. I wonder the experience you could have had by um, going back in time and actually watching it. Obviously, you watched mm. the the real live version. I just watched this Criteria thing. You, you're you actually back oh, in right. time right Oh, yeah, right, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. No, I went to a screening and there was a guy on the <laughs> piano playing along and it was really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been interesting because, like, you could have obviously had 
what some people interpreted the music be. Yeah. Or like you would have different musicians there, so different skill levels. It would have been an interesting experience. Yeah, I don't think because I know that Charlie Chaplin in the seventies composed the theme music or like the running themes for most of his stuff. I, I don't think there is an official score for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of what we got. We're, and what we got in the Criterion release, pretty fucking good, even though I didn't see it, only you did. I saw it, this one, in theaters. Yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously. But uh, yeah, not just for this movie, but all the movies we watched so far, I like the backing soundtrack. I do. Oh, I didn't love The Kid. The Kid was very repetitive. Yeah, well, what can you do? But uh, that's just, uh, the rest were all good. A Caligari was like so many bloody trombones all the time. All the trombones. Yeah. Bring back the trombone. Yeah. Trombone champ now sponsored by us. <laughs> That's true. Oh, wait. It's already been brought back. A trombone champ. I can't play it though because I'm stuck in the old days. Yeah, that's true. Well, we got to get you back to the future. Mm-hmm. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, gosh darn tootin', howdy, hello, it's me, Mr. Seller McSelly, and I'm here for another ad. If you're enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now, oldie buddy goody, and you want to find a way to support the hosts, well then you can. This episode is brought to you, as always, by the Patrons over on patreon.com forward slash oldie buddy goody pod. Why, over there you can get stuff like ad-free episodes and bonus content, and here's a clip from one of those latest episodes on Friday the 13th, part two. The wheelchair guy, as he's going around, gets a, like, macheted in the face. Uh, very insult to injury, I say. That he killed he killed a guy in wheelchair, yeah. and then he fell down the stairs. Yeah, Jason was really punching down with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm cancelling Jason on Twitter after that one. That's, that's not okay, I think man. he should be arrested for murders, actually, this guy. Oh, right, yeah. We should probably do that first. Yeah. My gosh darn howden tootin funny times. It tickles my funny bone. Yes, it does. Patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod. Get it now or be sad, I guess. I don't know. It's it's optional. Do whatever you want. I'm Sally McSeller. Here's the rest of the episode. Yeehaw! I'm an American still. Speaking of, we're probably going to have to get you to watch another movie next year. That's right. And I think you're picking it. But before we do that... Time to make a remake of Safety Last. Ooh, absolutely. All right. So, a modern remake of this movie. I've got five roles to recast and a director. You mentioned this during The Kid. You mentioned Ben Stiller as the director for The Kid. Ben Stiller. Ooh, yes. I could absolutely see Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't go with him, did we? We went with the Coen brothers for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ben Stiller for this one? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I think he would be a really good comedic director. Does he star in it too, or is he too old? I think he's too old. He could be the boss, the manager. He could do the, like... He could do that. 
Or or um, he could be the cop or something. I think he could be the you know? cop. Oh, he would be pretty good as the Oh, he's too... He looks too nice. Like, he looks too friendly, I think, to be the cop. You need someone a bit gruffer, maybe. Oh, no, that cop was quite wily. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like, you could have Ben still... Because he's, he's a bit older, you know. Yeah. He's a bit older than the other cops. He's two days from retiring sort of thing. And he's like, you damn young person, I'm going to put you in jail as my last thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, you, you, I, I like the idea of Ben still a cameoing in the film. He doesn't have to have a main role, though. You know what? He could be like one of the uh, car drivers or something mm. in those scenes where he keeps hopping in oh, different cars. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, that's or, good. Or he's like the, uh, he's like the older gentleman who's hard of hearing. Yeah. Who doesn't hear him locked in the back of the the vehicle? Yeah, yeah, he could yeah. be that guy for that one scene. Could be that guy. Know? Yeah, no, I like that. He's just like a small role at some point in the film. I like that yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, I like I like him as a cameo. Yeah, I agree. For the cop, what about Dave Bautista or like John Cena? Or we could even go like <laughs> Vinnie Jones could also be pretty funny. He's a good actor. He's in some really good stuff. I was gonna say Kevin James. As a joke. No, I mean, uh, look, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything good. Um, That's true. Oh, no, he played a racist skinhead in some horror film, and that was really good. Yeah, yeah, he was really good at that one. But, uh, no, he's got experience playing a cop, that's all I'm saying. Hey, yo! All right, fine, Kevin James is the cop. No, 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 I don't want him as that. I absolutely don't want that. He, He would be good at a comedic role there. Um... Uh, who did you say earlier? We could do like... What was your option? We could do like Vinnie Jones, Dave Bautista, maybe too big of a star. I don't think he'd do this if it's not a main role. John Cena probably could do it. Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like, uh, I think, um, John Cena actually would be better. I think John Cena's the best out of those. Yep. Because I feel like he he's done a few silly roles. He's done silly stuff. He's... He's he's a he's a funny guy. I like him. I like him a lot. And uh, he would do something this silly because you'd have that scene where they like piss off the cop and the cop turns around and he's this massive buff wrestler dude. And they're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, fucking oh, shit. No, what's going on? Yeah. And he's like, you fucked up now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, slapstick occurs, you know. Oh, he would be good at slapstick too. He was in the Suicide Squad. He did some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was violent slapstick, but he did slapstick in that. He he's a he's a great actor, so I think he would be perfect. I think he would be good. Um, I was also thinking for Stubbs, for Stubbs, uh, the not general manager, the guy just slightly below the general manager, Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Oh, he's stuffy. He could swear a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it because that's kind of the thing I was going for Ben Stiller for, but mm-hmm. he would probably do it better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He could do that managerial role because he he has like a scary look. He, he does. Yeah, he does. He he's like an he looks like an angry man. Mm-hmm. So him as the manager is like, oh shit, mm-hmm. you fucked up. You fucked up bad. He's gonna rip your throat. So he looks like someone you would. Hide behind a trolley to try and avoid being caught late. Yeah. I would love it if for his intro, it did like a close zoom up with lightning flashes behind his back. Like super cheesy. Like he is the evilest manager of all time. Well, if this is Ben Stiller directing, he would probably go black and white, I think. So yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a possibility. For the main characters though, we've got the, the boy, the friend and the girl. This is... Mm. 
who I first pictured when I was like, who do we recast Harold Lloyd as? No one can do him. No one can. No one. Aside from maybe Kate McKinnon. Ooh, okay. Kate McKinnon from SNL. She was in the Ghostbusters reboot where she played like the best character in that. Oh, I see what you're going for here. Oh, I see. Wow, that's mm. fair. Ah, I like it. I like it. Swap the roles. And then you have the guy. Yeah. Who the, who's the guy? Because he's got to be like, I would say he's like, what's what's his situation? Because obviously she's a business lady. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm super rich. She's trying super to impress rich. him. Maybe he's like an influencer. <laughs> it depends when we're setting this. And it depends how toxic we, we want to make their relationship. Like how many lies we want here. Oh, super toxic. What business, though? We need to change the business. It's not fashion anymore. It could be... What's something that would take place in a big tower that she needs to climb? Ooh, you could do it... I want to make this ironic, okay? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the ironic joke. So he's an influencer, right? The boy, yep. Yeah, or, or an aspiring influencer. Okay. And he's really good looking. We'll need to get someone good looking. Yep. She... Says she's got to be part of this famous film. That she's like the lead actress of a f- famous film. A famous film. But she's just on set. She's like a stagehand. Right. And Peter Capaldi's Peter the like... Peter Capaldi's the director. The director or like the casting guy or some sort of yeah. producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she says she's the star of the film that's right. going to come out or whatever. And uh, so she pretends to be a famous star when he's around. And the friend, her friend is like the lead of the film. So when her friend gets chased by a cop, she's got to step in and do the scene Uh, of climbing up a tower for reals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because then the friend can be like Sandra Bullock or something. I think the friend is a stunt double. Stunt double for the lead. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the lead, which is Sandra Bullock. And it, and the stunt double is Sandra Bullock. <laughs> they both. Yeah, great. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got to do the stunt. But obviously we pissed off that cop who wants to put us in jail. So, yeah, they get this <laughs> yeah. chase. I don't know how they managed to piss off the cop, but somehow they piss off a cop. Um. Okay, who would be a good influencer that she's trying to impress um at the end of the the movie i think she realizes that she's too good for this guy as well we don't have the dark ending where they actually get married no 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 no, no. what happens is uh she admits that um it's found out that she's not the star of this movie because obviously she couldn't keep that lie up forever because the movie's gonna come out eventually yeah oh by the way the movie that they're making is a remake of this movie yeah of course of course yeah 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 and uh, but it finds out that he's been cheating on her mm-hmm. this whole time <gasps> with Sandra Bullock, mm. the the actual actor Sandra Bullock. What if? Wait, no. What if instead of an influencer, he's a musician, and then ah. we can get Andrew Rennell's, um, who's fucking like he's funny as shit and can also sing, and then we we'll get him. He looks like the sort of guy that I think we want. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's very funny. Yeah, 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 I like him. I like him. He would be perfect, yeah. 
Awesome. That sounds really fun. I would actually watch that. Out of all the remakes that we've come up with, that's the one where I'm like, I would watch that, I think. Yeah, it's funny. It's very corny, and I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super corny. So they're filming a remake of Safety Last, but all the stunts are going to be done by stunt doubles for real. No green screen. Yeah. Uh, And then she's got to be the stunt double. That's pretty good. I like it. Well, that's the episode. Wham, bam. Thank you, Harold Lloyd, uh, for that wonderful episode right there. Um, just before you pop back into the future, just before you pick the next episode as well, uh, got to quickly plug some things. A few pluggerinos, if you don't mind me doing so, Zach. I do mind, but oh. I'll allow you to do it anyway. If you like the show and uh, you want to help us out, we appreciate every single person who drops us a review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Uh, It really helps get the show out in front of a bunch more people. You can share the show and be like, hey, I really like clocks. And your friend will be like, what sort of clocks? And you're like, clock towers. What? That will intrigue them. They'll be like, what What are you talking? Why are you talking about clock tower? What? And then you'll be like, it reminds me of a movie. It's not really about clock towers. It's just kind of a tower with a clock on it. But it's called Safety Last. And these boys did a podcast on it. And your friend will be like, whoa, that's so cool. And you're cool for listening to them. They'll also be like, but that movie didn't have a clock tower in it. It just had a building with a clock on it. What are you? What are you talking about? That was a weird... Yeah, that's so weird. But anyway, you're so cool. So cool. Excellent. That is what you should do, dear listener. Um, You can also email us at oldiebuttergoodypod at gmail.com. We're on everything. Instagram, Facebook, all the things at oldiebuttergoodypod. Personals as well. We've got personal accounts. I'm on Twitter, making an absolute fool of myself. I'm on Twitch as well. Zach's on Instagram. Zach is Mm. also on uh, Twitch at some point soon, which is exciting soon tm as soon as i get an entire house yes you gotta buy a house and by doing that you need to earn the money for it which means you're climbing a clock tower well, yeah you're climbing the melbourne central shot tower soon absolutely it's only for a thousand dollars which in this day and age does not go far actually <laughs> no i don't i should have really uh, tried to get more money out of it i didn't really think about the exchange rate exactly oh dear oh, but well. before i go do a life and death stunt I've got to choose next week's movie. We're doing 1924. Mm. Don't know why I said it like that, but you got some of the movies. Um, I mean, you could go down the more Harold Lloyd route and do a film called Girl Shy, uh, which is about a small town boy played by Harold Lloyd who uh, raises a bit of a ruckus when he writes a book about how to handle women. Oh my, what's that's a bit oh scandalous. My. Oh, what are you doing, Harold Lloyd? My. I'm sure there's many scenes where he's like, oh, I've got to run from these women. There's Greed, mm-hmm. which is about um, a sudden fortune won from a lottery. Uh, from a lottery fans such destructive greed that it ruins the lives of three people involved. Ooh. Yes, so it's always a f- drama thriller uh, in the West uh, where people win the lottery and then, of course, it rips them apart. That's fun. Oh, there's He Who Gets Slapped. Ooh. He Who Gets Slapped, which is a psychological thriller about a scientist uh, who, who, who takes up a job at a circus as a clown. Oh. And then he gets slapped a bunch, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. Uh, Peter Pan. 
Oh. Classic Peter Pan. You know, Peter Pan. Everyone knows Peter Pan. We all know Peter Pan. Uh, go fairy dust and leave the mustard. Neverland, mm. you know? Oh, Dante's Inferno. Oh, Dante's Inferno. I, I really wanted to watch that one at one point, Dante's Inferno. Well, I think we haven't seen enough versions of one of our favorite cinematic slash books slash remakes a million times. Oh, you're picking uh, you're picking an adaptation of something then, are you? Absolutely. Hmm. I'm I'm picking Sherlock <gasps> Jr. Sherlock. Well, we had some Sherlock options a few weeks ago which were like short films. Absolutely. But now I'm picking Sherlock Jr., which is also sort of a short story. It's not too long, but it's an adaptation of the famous book, Sherlock, it's been made a million times. It famously was made by Benedict Cabbage Patch. That's one version that everyone knows. Yes. Should they know that one and not know other versions? Other versions are better, but that one's still pretty good. <laughs> yes, correct. But uh, the the one done by Iron Man, mm. Mr... Uh, fuck, I was just about to say his name and I forgot it. Robert uh, Downey, um, uh, I commit war crimes as Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, he's great. His version of Sherlock is very fun. I haven't seen that in ages, but I did like it, yeah. It was, it's really good. Going back, it, I, I watched it again like three years ago and um it was really good i was like hey this is better than i remembered yeah so this is a buster keaton film uh about a movie projectionist who dreams himself as sherlock jr in a movie so he's Mm. like kind of uh, making his own uh, sherlock fan fiction if you will which is what the tv show sherlock starring benedict cumbiban man uh what (laughs) It's what that version is. That version's fan fiction. So this is also fan fiction. So there we go. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's that's why I picked this one because I think this is this is going to be an interesting wild ride. It's a more slapstick, I think. Uh, but uh, Buster Keaton, which is different slapstick. We're kind of covered the whole holy trinity yeah. of comedians from the twenties now. Yeah, Charlie got- Chaplin, Harold Lloyd, Buster Keaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it should be good, because that way we can then compare all three and see which one we like better. Make know? them fight to the death. And by oh. fight to the death, I mean we throw Charlie Chaplin in jail, but also we made good <laughs> movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know what's going to happen if they try and fight to death. Oh, They're just going to slapstick all over the place and not be able to kill each other. <laughs> That'd be so funny. I'd watch that. It's like a snuff film, but slapstick funniness. Yeah, one of them swings a plank at another one and hits the other one in the head. Oh, no! Oh, that's funny. All right, well, we'll do that next week. Oh, I should mention as well, um, I was going to start plugging it properly in February, but we're a couple days out from Mm. Feb now. And uh, on on my show, you may remember last year I did a show called Shakespeare Aliens with friend of the show Rob Lloyd, a bunch of other friends in it as well. Oh my god, I went and saw that show. I went and saw that show. It was really good. did see it, and it's a lot of fun. And we are doing it again, but not in Melbourne. We're taking it to Adelaide. Adelaide Fringe. Oh my god, if I... If I was in Adelaide, I would buy tickets right now. You can. Link in the episode description, matey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yar. <laughs> ah, we're on uh, from Thursday, the 28th of Feb, 
uh, all the way until Sunday, the 5th of Feb. I think we're not doing a show on Thursday. There's one day when we're not doing a show. I think it's Thursday. But yeah, we're doing five shows in the Adelaide Fringe. Come say hi if you live in Adelaide. But uh, bloody heckin', I, Zach won't be there, but I will. Yell at me. Yep. Zach won't be there because he's hiding from his opinions because he hates winning. God damn it, Sandro. <laughs> Oh, don't bring it up again in the episode, Zach. Oh, we don't, don't want that to be a running joke. Then proceeds to make the running joke twice more. It's true. Ah, uh, what can I Scumbag say? Scumbag podcaster Sandra. That's me. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, that's the episode. Uh, we'll do Sherlock Jr. next time. You got to get out of that man's body, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I took over this insane man's body. All right. <laughs> see you later, Sandra. <laughs> oh, no, the inventor's back. Well, that was an exciting experience. Hmm, that gives me an idea for a new invention. Oh no, what is this new invention? Fairly well, random citizen. What's your new invention? You're not going to tell me? You're just leaving? See you later! He's just just walking away. Goodbye! He's just walking away into the sunset. What is going on? Oh well, I certainly hope we didn't change the course of history. Let's go into this portal that's magically opening up over there. I'm going to try and sneak past this orphan and see if he doesn't... Oh, fuck's sake, he's coming along. Anyway, into the portal we go to 1924!